1: Let's get going, man. You guys got some questions today. We want to answer some questions. And um, Angie says, recently, a woman of God who works in the gift of knowledge found out she has a mass in her breast. How do you pray for them? They already know how to claim the blood, but when someone doesn't work in the gift of knowledge, you don't know what exact type of cancer it is. What do you pray? It it actually doesn't matter. You know, uh, I believe that's Angie. She says under Charlie's thing. Um, It doesn't matter what type of cancer it is. uh, It all has to, it all has to answer to the name of Jesus. It all has to answer to the power of the Holy Spirit. So you take authority over it. You curse the cancer cells in the mighty name of Jesus, command them to shrivel, die, pass from the body, and loose healing virtue into that person's body. Um, even if you're not with them, you know, like they're, they're in another state or somewhere else, you can send the word as Jesus did, as we've seen happen many times. The Bible says in Psalm 107 and verse 20, he sent his word and it healed them And delivered them from all their destruction. Jesus did it in Matthew chapter 8. He sent a word to the centurion's servant. And the servant from that hour was made whole. So you can send a word and pray in faith. And curse the cancer and loose healing virtue. And stand in faith with that person.
0: Yeah. I will say one thing is make a point to never try to figure out what something is. Like you can get caught up with searching on WebMD. Yeah, more than searching scriptures in the Bible that's as to true. what pertains to healing. So every little ailment, every little pain, every little thing that comes up, we don't have to figure out what the name of it is right. before we come to the Lord in prayer.
1: Yeah, that's true. We just
0: cast it away. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, One of my things I say when my kids come to me or if I feel something and i don't know what it is i don't go and search and say well i have this this and this what could pop up because you know you get something online it says you're dying and it's like i'm not (laughs) not even dying it was like an ingrown you know (laughs) toenail pain or something like that you cause more fear to come on you and then it it's actually gets into a worse situation than it is so you just pray for your friend, command healing, speak the word to her, make sure she's keeping her confession at all high, mm-hmm. and um, you, you don't have to know the name Lord of every said, disease.
1: Never Google. Never <laughs> Google. All caps. It's That's so actually true. probably great advice because you know people can be caught up, uh, as As Carolyn said, people can be caught up in um, what's possible or what could be, You know, because sometimes doctors don't even know the fullness. They can't even tell you the fullness of what's happening to you. And they say, well, we're going to have to wait to see what happens, do some tests, whatever. And people can get caught up, well, it's probably this, it's this. And then a spirit of fear comes upon you and then pulls you out of faith. So you've got to to guard yourself. That's
0: one of the things I say with the girls if they come to me with something. (laughs) I'll say, let's pray. And then I'll say, Lord, I don't care what this is. I don't have to know the name for you to heal it. Right. I want you to take it away in Jesus' name. Good
1: morning, Robert and Laura, Kim. Good morning, Daryl. Hope you're doing well. Um, It's true, John. Yeah. John's right. John said WebMD is a fear generator. I can see that happening. People are on there like crazy, you know what I mean? Like trying to figure out what it is. It'll have you thinking you're going to be dead in a matter of seconds, even from a toenail. (laughs) Jenna said Google has everyone dying with a runny nose. It's true.
0: It's true.
1: It's it's true.
0: It's like you have a runny nose. It could be caused by a uh, cold and then it will say or... And then everyone reads the or, and it goes <laughs> haywire.
1: I, um, I, I disagree with that, uh, Angie, that not everything's backed by a spirit of the devil, that not every cancer is the same. I disagree. Oral Roberts, who probably had more people healed of cancer than any other minister ever, said yeah. that the Lord spoke to him and showed him that all cancer is caused by a demon spirit. And the Lord actually showed him how to pray for people who were diagnosed with cancer. And he saw more success... In people being healed of cancer than almost anybody that I've ever seen, um, you know there is a real spirit of infirmity. But cancer is has a life to it. If you've ever seen what cancer does, I mean they've pulled tumors out of people with hair growing on it, fingernails growing yeah, on it. Evil. Cancer has a life to it. It's from a demon spirit of infirmity, and um, you know I just you cast it out. You don't you don't accept it. Good morning, Ted and Ashley. Good to see you. There's Larry Heck. Do you know him? He's a good guy. I'll love see you, him later <laughs> love <today>. you, Larry. <laughs> Steve, Steve, said, As a Canadian, it's very important to him. You While put the milk in tea, when you take the tea bag out. You place out. the milk and sugar in before after you That's remove the tea what bag. I do. I've never. I, I, conti- I consider it a travesty to put the milk and sugar in before the tea bag is removed. You take the tea bag out and have nice tea brewed, and before you put in milk and sugar, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. Couldn't even imagine it. What's up, John, man? I love you, too, very much. Um, thanks for watching from South Africa. Good morning, Yes, order.
0: we're getting your comments.
1: Yes, we're seeing you. Love you. Still believing for your miracle as well.
0: And your daughter.
1: Absolutely. Sarnia Ontario's in the house. Good to see you. It's not that it necessarily gets... Um, Kelly's asking, how does a demon spirit of infirmity get into people? You know, one of the things that's uh, very real that many people don't put their attention on is that, you know, sickness, many of the things we deal with in life, as I dealt with even this week regarding depression, anxiety, many things have a spiritual root to them. Mm -hmm. And we only look at the natural realm. But many things are are birthed or to have their origin in the spiritual spiritual realm. I I believe depression, anxiety, as the Bible teaches, are two things that have their root in the spirit realm. Uh, Many sicknesses. Now, in general, think about this. In general, all sickness came from the origin of the spiritual realm because it entered into the world through sin. All sickness entered into the world through sin. So, um, very technically, at its origin, all sickness has, has a spiritual origin, but... I understand there's things that happen or, or um, things that may people be dealing with that, that happen naturally. For example, if somebody works around loud machinery for 30 years and they've lost their hearing because they didn't probably take care of their ears. Well, a demon didn't cause that. You know, it was just a lack of wisdom that caused that in their surroundings environments. Doesn't mean God won't heal it, but it's not a demon of a, a spirit of deafness. You understand? It was a lack of wisdom. So I do understand things happen to people that that uh, is not a demon spirit, but there is a real spirit of infirmity. There is a real spirit of infirmity that comes against people and you've got to know how to combat by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, those wicked things. And so um, I would say uh, by, by not, uh, not, not walking in obedience to the word of God, putting yourself in position. You know, when people allow an unclean spirit to operate in their life, you know what I mean? They don't guard themselves, they do unclean things. Yeah. It opens the door for unclean spirits to affect their bodies, you know? And then as Taya points out, That's you know, true. people don't take care of themselves by natural wisdom and they live unhealthy lifestyle. Many, many of the church battling today, not because of a devil, but because of a lack of wisdom. And the Bible says that we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. So literally, you know, you, you spoke a lot about this recently, it's been on your heart about why God wants us healthy. And you talk about the practical steps of that too. It's not always, people aren't dying because the devil's attacking.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing I said in my most recent article was the most people that are in the prayer line, it's because they've put themselves in that position Mm -hmm. by the lifestyle that they're doing. What they're eating has contributed to diabetes, to joint pain, and so on, you know, issues with your organs, making them work overtime. So a lack of wisdom on, on our part can, can attribute to sickness and disease as well.
1: Absolutely. It can. And, and I, Daniel said the fork and spoon demon, my <laughs> God, it's the fork and spoon demon. You it, know,
0: it's really the lack of self-control. So many people are missing out on a main part of the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. And to me, when you have self-control, the others fall into line. But without self-control, it it makes, it makes things worse in all areas. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has to be... Of course, you need all of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But sure. when you have self-control, the other stuff is easier to follow into line.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, this is an interesting... An interesting question Cheryl brings up because you have this annoys you as well. But she said, What are your thoughts on Christians celebrating sicknesses with cancer walks, heart walkathons, t shirts, bracelets, you know, all that stuff, the pink ribbons, uh, breast cancer awareness, all that stuff? Um, she was convicted and stopped doing it. You know, she was making all that stuff. Um, you make what? Barefoot sandals, design barefoot she sandals? She does. She's
0: got a jewelry business where she makes pretty, like, You can attach them with your shoes, or you can put them over your toe and put them around your ankle. Mm -hmm. They're pretty for weddings and different things. The girls have them. If you've seen Maddie wear that, the thing around her ring, and you know it comes up that yellow flower, and then around her. Oh yeah, those are pretty. She made that for. That's
1: those are great, Cheryl. Um, we don't participate in that kind of stuff. I mean,
0: I'll just say it. I don't at all. It aggravates the heck out of me. I am not going to give my money to an organization that's trying to find a cure for cancer because I already know the cure for cancer. I already know it. So, you know, my money obviously goes to the kingdom, Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God to fulfill, to get the word of God out because that is the cure of sickness and disease and stuff. So so when people ask me to support it, I kindly just say, no, thank you. It's, It's not for me. I do not support it. You'll never see me support anything. I'll never wear any of the ribbons, any of the stuff. It's not that I'm mean. And I've known plenty of people that battle autism that ba- battle cancer that battle all of it and you know um, and, and the thing is it's like when people will say well you you didn't you haven't gone through it your kid doesn't have it or your mm-hmm. if your mom had it it's like no who I am today and what I believe will not change based on what's going on around me even if it's in my immediate family I, right. I do not support it at, at all so God can God you know convicted you and you felt to stop it so good for you and stand yeah. strong on that.
1: Well, here's the thing too is that it's not that we don't appreciate. Let, let me make a uh, bring some clarity. It's not it's not that we don't appreciate that there are uh, scientists, researchers, people doing their job to try to find. A natural cure for diseases we very much there appreciate, is a natural
0: way for things to to be better right there is a natural no, we, way
1: we appreciate people I mean look at how far we've come in just the last 100 years with uh, in the medical arena uh Science. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing uh, how far we've come and things that, you know, but before people would die of things. A hundred years ago, people would die of things that today we don't even imagine people dying from. Um, so it's not that we don't are saying we don't appreciate the work that people are doing and, and the research. But I oftentimes wonder how much of that money actually goes where it's supposed to go. You know, it's like when you hear these stories about tragedies in Haiti and uh, in Puerto Rico and the Bahamas and all these these tragedies. And people give money. And it comes out later that not even 15% of that money actually went to helping rebuild the islands or rebuild the... Because it filters through all these hands that are taking their cut and all this stuff. So it always makes me wonder. And not to mention, it's, as Carolyn said, that we we place our faith in God.
0: Because, listen... I love doctors. I love nurses. The medical field is a marvelous thing. God it's, created it's science and God created the, the doctors and the nurses, the compassion they have. They, he created their mind to be smart and have a desire to do that. There is a natural way, but the natural way will go so far. And then there's a part where, you know, they haven't gone that far. Because first, God wants all the glory and all the praise. We have to make sure that we don't get into that trap of just depending on the natural way. Right. That when we need to go past the natural into the supernatural, are we able to do it or are we stuck on supporting just the natural way?
1: That's exactly right. Exactly right. Cindy is asking, how do you pray for a person that has mental illness? And I would say you'd pray for them in the same way that you would pray for someone who has a physical illness because the same power of God that heals the uh, physical illness is the same power of God that heals the mental illness. So I would pray for them in the same way. I would set my faith in the same way and pray that that, that a sound mind would come upon them. God would heal them, set them free. And in the same way, my my compassion is the same. No matter what someone's dealing with, my love for them, my compassion for them is the same. Archer, Archer says, why is salvation instant, but healing takes time? Uh, That's a wonderful question. Why is salvation instant, but healing takes time? Uh, Miracles, by the way, Arthur, are instant. So when God performs a miracle, it takes place, but I believe what Arthur is uh, referring to is the gifts of healings, which are progressive. It's a progressive healing. And uh, I can't explain to you why God has the gifts of the Spirit in the way that he does. Sometimes it's a working of miracles. Other times, uh, it's a progressive healing. I can't tell you why that takes place other than um, you know it's the way God operates uh, on a case-to-case basis. I can't tell you that if you have greater faith that a miracle will take place, that if you have greater faith that the gifts of healing, God set those gifts of the Spirit in the body of Christ as gifts to us. And he obviously has uh, a purpose in operating in his function of gifts of the Spirit. So when God moves in a miracle way, possibly what if there were people in that moment that were there who needed to see that miracle happen and the miracle wasn't just for you but what if there were unbelievers around who needed to see that miracle take place in the moment to show them the power of God because that's how Jesus operated many times he even told John's disciples tell them if they don't believe that uh, I am who I say I am look at the works that I've done the blind see the lame walk you see so Jesus pointed to instant miracles as the proof of his uh, sonship that he was God's son so many times what if miracles are showing someone in the moment the power of God and then you know you you who are a believer you don't need to be made uh, have proof given to you that Jesus is Lord you already believe it and so there there are times where the gifts of healings are at work then things are progressive but what one thing we can be sure of is that God will do what he said he would do and that's a wonderful question um, Caitlin says, if you just started praying for something specific and you keep seeing things that have to do with said prayer, do you act on it right away? Um, I know God can answer prayers on it uh, in an instant, but I don't want to be making these signs something they're not. Um, I would, I would, um, need some more context on what you mean, praying for something specific, s- seeing things that have to do with that, that prayer. Um, if you, it, maybe if you're asking God to open a door for something, um, and you start seeing those signs take place. Maybe, Caitlin, you could give us just a little bit more. Uh, Cheryl, Danielle's asking if you could put your website up too about some of your, um, with some of your uh, jewelry and stuff like that. But Caitlin, if you could give us a little bit more uh, context on that. Ty said, I wondered so much why the Lord just could, could not heal me from stomach issues, but I just understood what caused the problem, which is bad for it. I realized he wanted me to understand how to care for my body. Taya makes a great point because sometimes we're asking God to do something for us that uh, we could actually do for ourselves. You know, I heard a a preacher make a great point one time. He said, sometimes people ask God to do things he doesn't do. People ask God to make chairs and God's saying, I make trees. You know what I mean? And, And people actually, you know, God's empowered you to take what he's created and make something with it. And the thing, the thing that happens is that uh, if, if it'd be like me saying, God, heal my thumb, heal my thumb, heal my thumb, but every day taking a hammer and smashing <laughs> my thumb every single day. So the true wisdom is stop smashing your thumb. The true wisdom is stop smashing your body. And, and then you won't, you know, it's funny that if we'd use wisdom, our, our prayer lines in church would be much shorter.
0: Sure. Willpower
1: is everything. it's true
0: no it's true it is true because people will ask me questions on the road because I travel all the time but I also take care of my body and they're like well how do you do all of this and I used to try to fumble around and be like well you know I try to work out I do this but really what is it what is it it's willpower exactly I have willpower it's not that I don't like the things we're around or the food were around or you know the late night eating it's just simple willpower knowing that i am on a mission to do this in the long run and i have to take care of my body i have a family to take care of and my own body to take care of Mm -hmm. i'm not going out early because of knee problems weight problems heart problems we get a temple that's one thing i did in my article this is a borrowed temple we don't borrow stuff from people and smash it up and break it and then say, here's your stuff back. Can I borrow your Mac? It's so brand new. And then you bring it back in a million pieces. No, you would take care of your friend's stuff. You would give it back in good condition, cleaned up, and probably even better than the way you got it because you want them to trust you to give you something else. Yeah. So, you know, your body is borrowed, the Bible says, and we are to take care of what he's given to us as our earth suit and so, lots of times, people aren't happy with the way they look or how they are. But it, they got themselves there. I yeah. know that's a, a, an ouch, ripping the band-aid off. Right. But it needs to be said. People put them in their, their themselves in these positions, yeah. and then it, it's harder to get out of them. But. Don't stay in it. Get into a healthy lifestyle. Get out of it. Get feeling better. Get healthy. Get your body back in shape. Get the the joint pain. You know, you don't need to be on medication for joint pain or now all of a sudden you think you have arthritis. It's like just get the weight off and eat right. There are certain foods that actually help. You know, my dad was having knee problems Mm -hmm. and changed his diet to eat better and He's almost seventy years old and it's completely gone just based on eating proper food. Yeah. God created this food. God knows what your body needs mm-hmm. to make it work right.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's also important to remember that you know it's it, we're not saying that if you got yourself into that issue you're you're pretty much screwed. Oh you no, know, I'm like,
0: saying it. No, I'm just
1: kidding. If God never helped us uh,
0: How not to come back on the broadcast with Ted. <laughs>
1: yeah, but if God never helped us uh, to get out of situations we got ourselves in, then there w- would be no, there'd be no to help him. coming See from No, listen to him. See what heaven. he's <laughs> telling
0: you to do to get out of that situation Absolutely. and get better and feeling better.
1: No question There's about a, it.
0: It's, it's possible. You're not stuck in a position where you can't get out
1: of it. Uh, Angie's asking for street ministry, a physical or mental delay from birth. How do we explain biblically to others to help their faith God loves them? We would love your point of teaching. I don't understand that question at all, Angie. Uh, a, a physical a, a or f- mental delay from, from birth. birth. How do we explain biblically to others to help their faith? Are you talking about explaining the gospel to people who had... That are men- mentally challenged? Mentally challenged on, on, during street ministry. I always say this to people too. And I love this quote. I don't think that my Uncle Tiff coined this quote. I think someone else did, but I've heard him say it. Um, If you make the gospel profound, the results will be simple. But if you make the gospel simple, the results will be profound. And I've always found it best to keep the gospel simple, that no matter what you're preaching, someone that's been in church 40 years can understand it, but somebody that's a child could understand it. Sure. And I love how Billy Graham used to make sure that he would he would go through his message and he'd say, "As I'm preaching today, what am I going to say? You know, to a a 40 year old businessman that's going to resonate with him. What am I going to say to an 11 year old girl that's going to resonate with her? And and each thing you begin to make sure that what you're saying from the Word can touch the heart of no matter who it is you're talking to. But keep the gospel simple. It's a simple message, and it should be preached simply. Amen, Taya. And I understand, Clarice, She said your husband's battling multiple sclerosis. Um, That's the thing. When I, one of the things that I always say is that it's very important to not get caught up. You know, we get so caught up with, you know, the diagnosis, we get so caught up with all of the ramifications of the sickness you're dealing with. and
0: Or the time it's taking to yeah, get Yeah, in de- how in-depth it
1: is and all that. But really, place your, place your, I think the better thing to do is to place your focus on the power of God. Place your focus on the intricacies of the covenant that we have with God and not on the thing that's coming against you. Allow God to speak to you by the word and by the spirit of faith that will keep you and bring you out of the issue you're dealing with. One thing that bothers me is so many times you see people magnify their problem rather than magnifying the power of God. I found, and I'm not, I'm not saying this obviously about Clarice. I'm just talking about people in general is that you, if you get around people, sometimes they'll get so in depth studying their issue. I, you know, I've been dealing with this. So I started studying it. I want to know that every, the, everything that goes along with it. Now, they get so, they get so focused on studying the issue that they're dealing with that when you talk to them, everything they talk about is about the thing they're dealing with. They magnify the problem versus magnifying the power of God. And it's it's a big mistake because you know the Bible says that if you'll magnify the Lord. See, I love what that the psalmist actually had to give the instruction to, to the people listening. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That's the key. Magnify the Lord, exalt his name. Because Jesus said, If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. There's a power in lifting up God. When God begins to arise, that's Psalm 68, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. So when God arises in your life, and see, God, it's not that God has come down and has to be lifted up again. It's that you personally are lifting up the name of Jesus. You personally are lifting up the power of God in your home and in your life. And the Bible says God will arise for you on your behalf and your enemies will be scattered. Then that's the key. Go I believe. back to
0: that question really quick. I just want to see Which the other part it? of it. Hers. Have I, and the correct way to look at. T- I have learned to trust him more. That's good. Just just remember that in your times of learning revelation of healing, that you're not thinking he's making like he's dragging this out for a purpose. Right. Make sure you don't look at it as he's put this on your husband for a reason. Just make sure during the time. That your faith is standing strong, that you're not thinking, you know, there must be a reason why my husband's sick. I must need to know more about healing. It's like, no, you can't look at it that way. While he's being healed, get a deeper revelation of healing during that moment, spending time with the Lord, but make sure when he gets his miracle that your study time and your pushing to know the word of God more doesn't change. Just because you get into a crisis, we need to make sure we keep that consistency of learning the Word of God, even at all times.
1: Um, Tobogo TJ asks, uh, can God heal you from a sickness you got yourself into without being aware, like you weren't aware that what you were doing was gonna cause the sickness? Not only can He heal you from so. that, Sure. Uh, you know he'll heal you from the ones you were aware of <laughs> you know, it's like
0: he just wants to heal you he, he just wants he, you
1: whole he wants to heal you he doesn't
0: want to see his kids broken and sick and hurting at all yeah. so whether you were aware you got yourself into it or you weren't he wants to heal you either way
1: absolutely right um Danielle has a very very interesting and probably controversial question which is she works uh, from home doing a daycare and she had a lesbian couple um that had a a a son um and and they, they came and asked her to watch the son at her daycare and she explained that she was a christian and what her beliefs were and how she lives what she lives by should she stay away from those kinds of situations um or treat it like she would treat any other um unsaved heterosexual family my opinion and you can give yours my opinion is this is that um you are an ambassador of Christ, number one. Just Now, this is my opinion. Just because you're watching that son does not mean that you approve of their relationship. It doesn't mean you approve of their lifestyle. And it doesn't mean you approve of how they're going about life. But think of it this way. You, you will get the opportunity for that boy to be in your anointed home around you who are anointed and be able to sow seeds of the gospel for, if Jesus were to tarry for later in his life, into that boy to show him the love of God, to to spend the time that you get to have with him, uh, putting faith into his heart. You know, you are sowing a seed into that life. You know, they've made their choice, they're not submitted to you, uh, but what about the boy? Do you have the ability to minister to that young boy in that time of daycare? And, uh, you know, it's, if you were going to, it's funny because people treat, and I know there are certain sins that God abhors and, and there are certain sins that will cause a, a quicker judgment than others. But, you know, we treat some, some sins like not every sin will send you to hell. You know, how can you be sure what other unsaved couples are doing behind closed doors, but you'll watch their children? You know what I mean? It's just that people are more vocal about uh, this sexual identity now than ever before. What do you think about it?
0: I mean, that's pretty much what I was going to say is that the, you are this only boy's hope to know Jesus right now. And so bringing him in under your care, Now, obviously he is going to abide by your rules and act the way you want him to act mm-hmm. under your care, but he, he needs to see Jesus, obviously. Yeah. He's seeing it wrong, completely wrong right now at yeah. home. But, you know, like he said... Whether they're doing that or whether you're unsaved heterosexual, both of it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Being gay is wrong, and not knowing Jesus. I mean, who, who even says that? You know, this lady that's calling herself a lesbian's a Christian. So really, I mean, right now at this point, they're all of them are not going. To heaven, unless they are saved and knowing Jesus Christ as their savior. So taking this little boy in to me would be no problem. You're able to speak life and plant a seed. So as long as he's with you, plant that seed of Jesus in him. So if he is never in your care again, and it comes up again later in his life, that seed was planted and he can look back and remember, well, that lady, Miss Danielle spoke about these things of Jesus. And I have heard it before. I want to know more
1: and who's to say you know we we don't no one should ever act like people that are in sin never have the opportunity to come out of sin Mm -hmm. who knows if the the involvement you have uh in the life of the of those two women will not bring them to christ that you have an impact on their life and the anointing that's on you can bring them into the kingdom of god don't ever count that out as an ambassador of christ the last thing we want to be is to cause people to feel. Now, we don't approve of anybody's sinful action. Anybody that watches this broadcast or follows my ministry knows that we don't compromise on any front. We, we live by the principles of God's Word. But at the same time, no one is going to ever feel that I hate them or that I'm against them because they're living in sin. They're never going to feel that. That I hate them or that I'm against them or that I'm... You know, they're not going to feel it.
0: That will never... That will never make people who sin want to know Jesus if you come at them like that. It's like, they already know they're not doing something right. We don't need to go and tell them like we're their parent. You need to love on them. Jesus was
1: totally against sin. No one could have been more against sin than Jesus. And the people that you saw him actually getting uh, uh, up in arms with, the people you saw him rebuking harshly were religious people religious people when he got around sinners that knew they were in sin number one sinners know they're in sin that's
0: what i'm saying you don't have to tell them
1: (laughs) when you get around when jesus got around sinners he ministered to them He didn't treat them harshly, No, but he he actually ministered. What about the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery? What about the woman that he met, the Samaritan? Called her out too. What about the the Samaritan woman who he called out and said, "Uh, yeah, not only do you not have a husband right now, uh, but you've had all these other husbands, but the man you're living with right now is not even your husband. Okay. And she said, well, sir, you must be a prophet. But Jesus wasn't there to to destroy her or wasn't there to tell her, you know? but he was offering her living water. Yeah. He was offering her living water. He
0: was giving to her, showing her compassion, showing know, her the way.
1: When, um, when the Pharisees were mad at Jesus because people were saying, well, he hangs out with sinners and whatever, Jesus' answer was very interesting. Jesus said, you know, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. That was Jesus' answer. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And one of the reasons that there's not been soul winning in the body of Christ as there should be is because people are, are too afraid to get outside of the four walls of the church and actually be in society and not be freaked out by every person that doesn't believe exactly like them. If you think it's my desire to just surround myself at all times with people who believe exactly like me, I wouldn't win one person to Jesus.
0: And another way that, you know, I, when I was young, I've I've been, you know... I thought this at one point and then I realized that's ridiculous was being shocked when people that are not saved do things.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Sinner's sin.
0: That's what they do. I mean, I'm guilty for thinking that when I was younger until obviously I got more wisdom. How could they talk like that? But I'd be like... How can they do that? They're... What? They're getting drunk? They're saying that F word? Yeah. Like what? they're sleeping with their neighbor yeah. they live with them it's like they're not safe
1: sinners that's sin. gonna
0: happen until we change that
1: right <laughs> by the gospel caitlin said uh, giving more context we started to pray for mike and his job and if this job was only for specific time open the door to a bigger company uh which there is a bigger company hiring yesterday mike went a different way home from work drove by the main plant which company is uh got us a sign uh Bring it to us, and the guy who works for the company was outside of our neighbors, and Mike talked to him for a little. Yeah, I believe God opens doors like that. I really do, and I, I, I look at those signs like I do. I do look at those signs like that when I'm. It's, I don't believe there are coincidences when God's leading us. Well
0: in that right there, out of everything she wrote, one of the main signs to me is she wrote, "I have peace." Yeah. So regardless if you saw like a billboard or anything like that, yeah. the main sign there that lets you know that it's okay and that you're doing what God's asked you to do Amen. by answering your prayers is that you wrote, I have peace. Peace is, is the leader of all, all decisions.
1: Yeah, let me answer Amanda Connor's question. Do you feel someone who doesn't know the Lord or is saved, admittedly, can go soul winning and be effective? Or would you personally tell that person that they shouldn't be out soul winning until they know the Lord personally? Why do they
0: want to go soul winning if they're not saved? What are they going to tell them about Jesus? Here's
1: the biblical answer too. (laughs) Jesus told his own disciples who had already been doing work for him, healing the sick, casting out devils, He said, I'm going to leave the earth and I don't want you to do any more work. I want you to go tarry in Jerusalem, not till you get saved, till you're filled with power from on high. Then you can be my witnesses. And so Jesus told his own disciples, he said, don't just be saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost and then go be my witnesses. And so, yes, I agree. I've
0: just never heard of anyone who's unsaved wanting to go spread the gospel.
1: Yeah, it's it's so very I've, interesting. Because the whole that, point is, if you want others to be saved so badly, why are you not saved? You know, it I've doesn't even make logical of, like, sense. Somebody
0: who, so, no, who, they
1: don't need to be soul winning. They need to get saved themselves. And they need to get filled with the Holy Ghost and get their own house in order first before they go out uh, trying to, to convert others and bring them into the kingdom of God. Um, Allison asks, how do you deal with people who talk about the bad things in their life Don't all be the time? around them? <laughs> I cut a lot of people out of my life that I don't want that.
0: It's really simple.
1: Yeah, I, I don't fellowship with everybody and I'm very selective of who I allow to, uh, to fellowship with me. Now this is a weird thing that people can't get a lot of times. We go from Danielle's question about do I allow this and I made the comment, well if I was only around people all the time that believed exactly like me, I wouldn't win any souls." And that's true, but I don't fellowship with those people I'm not telling Danielle to get get with that um, that lesbian couple and start hanging out at their house all the time and having dinner parties with them and you know that, that's not what I'm saying I'm saying to keep a separation and minister to them, but the people we surround ourselves with in fellowship you've got to guard that yes you've got that's to guard precious. the peace of your life guard the joy of your life guard the faith of your life and you know Jesus It's very interesting that Jesus had an inner circle of 12, but among that inner circle, he had an inner inner circle of three, Peter, James, and John. And when he went to do the extremely faith uh, intensive tasks like raising the dead, he didn't bring all 12. He brought three because in the inner circle, there was a further inner circle. You've got to be careful about who you allow into your life or else your life will mirror those that you allow in is the truth about that. Uh, Angie's giving us some context here. Um, She's talking about in in street ministry, some have birth defects, speech, autism, crooked legs, bad eyesight, and they're wondering why they were born like that. I'd say the best thing is to explain what everyone is born into sin.
0: Yeah, I had to do this the other day with somebody on the phone. Their little boy is battling going to kids' class because there's another little boy in a wheelchair with no legs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, everybody was born into sin, number one. And number two, sin is the open door that allows every wicked thing to come in. But to let them know that Jesus came, that they might have abundant life. Make it as simple as possible. The devil has, you know, let them know. It's not God God that caused them to be born like that. It's not God that, that caused them to be in the position that they're in, but that every person on the earth is born in sin and on their way to hell. But God loved them so much that he sent Jesus Christ to sacrifice his life so that they could be saved and healed and delivered. Yeah, Make it extremely simple. There's still
0: hope for them. There's no lost cause ever, bo- you know, born into this world like that.
1: Yeah. Cheryl's right. There's too many Christians that are saying that sickness and disease are, are caused by God. And um, it's it's very, very sad because that's that causes you to miss the nature and character of God. If you don't have, if you don't understand the nature and character of God, you can't even receive yourself from the Lord. James one says that.
0: Lisa, what scenario is it from when we were talking about with Danielle? Sorry, we, we have the comments and then people are answering faster and we have to go down. So some of them are,
1: what if in that scenario, they plant seeds of unbelief with your children? Um, Explain what you mean, if you would. Um, Regina McCausland is saying, I have people in church that are living together, getting married soon. They come up for prayer. and Some people think they won't get healed because of their sin. They know what is right or wrong. What would you say to this? You know, why God doesn't bless disobedience. He blesses obedience. They
0: are living in sin. It doesn't matter that they go to church. Who, yep. who cares that they go to church? <laughs> I mean, like, yes, they care to go to church, but you know what I mean in this context? Going to church does not make doing sinful actions better. It is not a blanket over it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can live together, but go to church and everything's all right. right. No, you are living in sin and living in sin will, will keep you from getting prayers answered.
1: Yeah, that's true. Plain and simple. The Bible says if any man, uh, and in fact, the psalmist wrote this, if a, if a man regards iniquity in his heart, that's sin, the Lord will not hear him.
0: If if your prayers won't get answered because you won't forgive, right? They're not going to get answered, and you're living a sinful life.
1: Well, Peter taught that even in the New Testament, the Bible says that God's uh, his ears are closed to those that are unrighteous, but his his ears are always open to the righteous. So you can't live in uh, in sin, and, and and on you know unrepentant sin and think god's gonna bless it or bless you it doesn't work with that yeah does like that desiree says tell me how i can grow more in my walk with god when i read my bible and listen to preaching i want to grow more um how can you side note
0: psalms 4 3 for your friend it's profitable to live godly and righteous you can be sure of this the lord will set apart the godly for himself the lord will answer when i call to him so, they mm-hmm. got to be living godly and righteous if they want God to answer them.
1: That's great scripture. Psalm 4 3, for those of you that are taking notes. Desiree wants to dig Lisa deeper was talking into the Bible. About the right scenario. Um, oh, the daycare scenario. Well, the, well, you're talking Danielle, about the kid. Danielle's in charge.
0: Danielle, that's why I said, if the kids, you know, she Danielle's been up front. She said, listen, these are my beliefs. This is how I run my daycare. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. I'm going to teach this curriculum, I'm going to have devotions with the kids. Then it's Danielle planting the seed. Obviously, if the kids, if any kid is acting unruly and not abide, abiding by the rules, she yeah. has the right to say, listen, Danielle's in charge. you can leave. But it's Danielle that's planting the seed and she's the believer.
1: Exactly. How do you put up healthy boundaries with people who, do, uh, who don't follow God? I'm guessing you're saying. Uh, well, that's two questions, two parts. Let me answer. Um, grow more in your walk with God when you read the Bible listen to preaching one thing that I did early on that the Lord actually uh, encouraged me to do was to pray and ask him that as I read my Bible or listen to preaching that he would give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation that's number one God please open the eyes of my understanding and give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation let me see what I've never seen let me hear what I've never heard and show me, give me access to your ways and to your thoughts. I want a revelation of you. And God will answer that. The Bible says in James 1.5, if any person, any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all men generously and will not rebuke them for asking. So God wants you to have wisdom. God wants you to increase Desiree. And so part of it is pray before you read, before you listen, before you meditate and ask the Lord For a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that the eyes of your understanding would be opened and ask him to give you divine wisdom as you do. And he'll build you up. And then how do you put up healthy boundaries with people who don't follow God? I would just do it in love. You know, that love, the Bible says, covers a multitude of sins. So I would just make sure that you're always coming from a place of love, never condemnation and just saying, hey, listen, I'm making some changes in my personal life. I can't hang out as much as I used to, and all that. And, and just listen: if they're offended, they're offended. But you've got to stay true to what God's called you to do. Um, Sarah said, "My mom, who's unsaved, said God's punishing her." Uh, I told her that's untrue. Horrible cho- choices she's making and living in sin. Well, it's it's true. Hopefully, you said it a bit more <laughs> easy for your mom. Lisa said, "I did.
0: <laughs> come a little softer at her." <laughs>
1: Yeah exactly. So, but, but it's true. I mean, that, that's, our choices do matter. Our choices do matter. Sad, Debbie's saying, sadly, it's, her, her daughter was born with NF1, mm-hmm. and God used her disability as a way to show others. God goodness and in grace. Um, she ministered to others. Now, Debbie, the, the, the sad thing is is that the enemy has a desire to destroy every person, every person the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. God, God never causes sickness and disease. We know that. He's not the author of sickness or disease. And I'm so sorry to hear that your daughter passed away at 30 years old, far too young to die, far too young to die. Thank God that God used her um, to minister to people. But it's, it's just an attack of the devil that's... that. It's something the devil will never stop wanting to do, kill, steal, destroy. Christ always comes that we would have life and have it more abundantly. And um, God can use anyone at any time that's yielded to him to minister. So thank God for the people that your daughter was able to minister to. But it's important we understand, God never causes sickness for the purpose of using it for his glory. Although he was able to use your, your daughter in the attack that she was going through, he didn't cause it, and I'm sure you know that, Debbie. And we're sad to hear that she went, she left the earth so early. Um Yeah,
0: why why not do Bible course. quizzing? That's yeah, great.
1: Let your kids go to Bible quiz. Why not? Why not? The yeah, the that's the Ephesians prayer. You're right, Tammy. And the Lord spoke to me to pray those Ephesians prayers all the way back then. And let me tell you, it has worked, it has absolutely worked. And God has helped me time and time again to see things in the Word. It's worked my wife as the same thing, and just you get a revelation knowledge of God's Word that you never had before, and it's amazing. It's what? amazing what even God know will what you're show on. you. She's talking about the praying, the Ephesians prayers. Look, open the oh. eyes of my understanding. Uh, let me see things I've never reading. seen uh, <laughs> in the Word. You know, it's so important that we do that because God does want to show us things from His Word. He wants us to have a revelation of His Word. No question about it. Um, yeah, We don't let people speak over our children. And Daniel's making that point. We, we carry the authority uh, to, to speak and declare and prophesy over our children. Uh, we don't allow those who don't stand in faith to do that. We guard that ability. Um, nobody can speak uh, curses over my kids. Nobody can speak unbelief over my kids. Nobody can, can steal their blessing. We hold the authority over our children uh, as their as their guardians, that God has given them to us, we have full authority. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what other people say; it can never overrule our faith and our confession. And,
0: I, and like you were saying, Lisa, you know, with your husband not being saved and around his family and stuff, um, and yes, pray for them. I Actually, just just did a podcast that's being released today on how parents have a type of mommy fear, the what if, if they're not in my care, what if, what if they're around somebody and hear something? What if, you know, they want to ride around the block and someone takes them? What if, and so they get trapped in this invisible prison of this mom fear. And so I actually just did a podcast that's releasing today on that and making sure that you know that when your kids are out of your care, they're going to be just fine you've prayed for them you've guarded angels around them and one of my main verses that i spoke in my podcast that us as moms and parents you know dads if they're listening to my podcast need to understand that isaiah 49 25 says for i will contend with him who contends with you and i will save and the amplified says defend preserve rescue deliver your children that's good so when you declared the word over your children that's it. You don't have to start like when they're gone thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You said it. It's good. They're in your authority. God's going to preserve, rescue, defend, deliver yeah. your children.
1: Amen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I saw a question here that I wanted to um, that I wanted to answer.
0: Wow. People are writing fast.
1: I believe your name is I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. Atuhair Dorcas. But I'm going to answer the question. What are the qualities? that qualify one to enter into the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us what they are. The Bible says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So there are two prerequisites for entering the kingdom of heaven. Number one, we've got to say or confess Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And number two, we've got to believe, truly believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. God made it that easy that if we would do those two things, we would be saved. And the only way that anybody would know to do those two things is if the gospel is preached to them, according to Paul in Romans chapter 10. The only way anybody would know to do those two things to come into the kingdom is by having the gospel preached. Great question. Chad said, why do you think Christians think it's difficult to live a life without sin, um, Chad? I would even say that not only do um, uh, Jeanette wants to know what verse that was again okay, you just I read. Up okay, right now. Um, Chad. I would say that not only do they believe it's hard. I think a lot of Christians believe it's impossible. It's impossible to live a life without sin. I've had many Christians tell me that. Well, you know, we can't live without sin. We're imperfect. I sin every day and repent every night. The Bible doesn't teach it. The Bible actually tells us that we can be holy even as God is holy, that we can live without Jesus. Think about this. Jesus told people before he even died, go and sin no more. He empowered them to sin never again. I think the reason really that people think that way is because it takes an effort and a dedication to the kingdom to live without sin. You know, it does take a dedication. In the same play, in the same way, you could ask the same question: um, Why do you think people think it's so hard? Um, you know, to, to to build a a bodybuilder style body. Well, it's because it does take dedication. It does take action. It does take choice. You're. Let me say it this way: You're never going to get to a point in life where your flesh doesn't want to do what pleases it. You're never going to get there. I don't care how long you're saved. I don't care what you've done in life. You'll, your flesh will never be glorified until the rapture. So your flesh will always be at war with your spirit. So there is a challenge. Paul talked about the fact that there was a war, a war in his members, that there are times when he wants to please the Lord and his flesh is fighting against him and his spirit's fighting against his flesh. There is a fight of faith to please the Lord. And... Um, you know, you, you can live a life without sin, no question, but two things that it requires if you're going to live a life without sin. Number one, it requires you to fill yourself with the word of God. David said in Psalm 119 verse 11, Lord, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When you put the word of God in your spirit, in your heart, it empowers you to live a sin free life. Secondly, you've got to pray on a daily basis. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 41 to his disciples that they were to keep watch and pray so that they would not enter into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so you can live a life without sin. You can live holy. You can live separated from the things of this world, but you've got to have those precautions in place and you've got to have self-control to put your flesh under on a daily basis. A friend from Harbor lost her husband and daughter at yeah, age five in the My- household.
0: Myers friend. family. Yeah. I just uh, saw that I, I, the other day. Or, yeah, well, very, yesterday, I know they went through very,
1: it. But. Very sad. Very, very sad. Uh, that's exactly right, Lisa. You have authority uh, in your household. Um, absolutely, Caitlin. Oh, she can't wait to hear your podcast on mommy fear. Yes, no question about it. It's coming out today in just a few hours. Uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be great. Hey, there's Nicole Davis. Um, Kelly Barardi. do you have any recommendations on favorite Bible study tools for beginners? One of the things that I really think is great is Miracle Word University. I've always been a fan of it. <laughs> we, we do have several courses available with more coming uh, on the subject of the Holy Spirit, on the subject of prayer, and on the subject of healing. Uh, Kelly, that are at MiracleWordU.com. MiracleWord, the letter U, dot com. And um, I I really like those. Uh, Bible study tools for beginners. They have study Bibles. And there's one that's the... the, I believe it's called the Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible. Is that right? The Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible. Is it New Living? It's New Living.
0: Because we really like New Living. Check out that. Especially starting off... I mean, like, obviously... Go and read the other translations, but to, to, for, for, beginners. New, for beginners, but I mean, I'm not a beginner and I still like it, but yeah, I'll go too. and I'll look I up like what it. amplified is. It's just a smooth read. And then you go and you know, I'll compare it to what, what does King James say? What does amplified? I really like amplified because like what I just gave with that verse, it spreads out a few extra words like a thesaurus yep. <laughs> that helps you understand it better.
1: Can you write this in the comments section? There's one called, this This is what I would recommend. There's one called the New Spirit-Filled Life Bible, and it's a it's a study Bible. Um, Jack Hayford's the executive editor of it, but it's in the New Living Translation. The New Living, you know, it, it, a quick word on Bible translations, I know there's a lot of people that give a heart, you know, the serious Bible guys, They give a hard time to people that don't read and study with a word-for-word translation, which is why I use the the English Standard Version, which is a word-for-word translation of the Bible, a phenomenal translation. Um, But the New Living is a thought-for-thought translation. It's a little bit different. It's still a translation, it's not a paraphrase. In fact, there were 90-plus scholars on the Board of Translation that worked on uh, the New Living Translation for years and have made several updates to it as well. It's a phenomenal translation of the Bible and it's written in a way that anyone can understand and I really love it for children, I love it for new believers, I love it myself. I'll still do a lot of uh, devotional time in the New Living Translation, and I'll, I'll mirror it with the ESV or the NASB um, and the Amplified, but it's a phenomenal translation. We give it to all new believers. We give it to children. My kids read it. I read it. Carolyn reads it. Um, it's a it's a great translation of the Bible. In fact, a cool, a cool thought, one of the first translations of the Bible to have uh, Pentecostals on the board of translations. So Really great translation, and we recommend it. I would check that one out, Spirit-Filled Life uh, Study Bible. That's right. That's a good word. Yeah. They want an excuse to continue in sin. You're exactly right. Thank re- you for giving. Thank you, Jeanette. God bless you for sowing a seed today. In fact, every this month, for every person that sows uh, $100 or more this month... Carol and I are gonna send you this book, Praise, Laugh, Repeat. Uh, first book that I've ever written. And we're gonna sign it to you, you don't and have your to family. Include me. You don't wanna send it with me? Hold the book with me. I,
0: I didn't know, write it. it. My Here, name's not it. on it anywhere. I'm
1: gonna write your name on it. <laughs> we're gonna send you this book. Now I'm saying we're sending it to them. You don't wanna send it? We're gonna put both of our hands on the envelope at the post office
0: like the ministry and drop it in. And yourself and you're like, no, we. Me and you.
1: <laughs> You are part of this ministry.
0: I know, but it just sounded funny.
1: We're going to send you this book. This month, for every person that a $100 or more uh, to the ministry. You should really
0: say, Jenna, oh. Carolyn, and I are going to be sending this book. <laughs> Jenna's the one that ships them Jenna's the going to ship <laughs> So she's going to touch the book, too. <laughs> Isaiah
1: 49.25 uh, Ty, Ty is asking thank you Chad for sowing a seed is asking the question what does it mean to keep watch and I think it's because she was reading Matthew 26.41 that I had referenced what does it mean to keep watch and pray it means to be alert Peter yeah. Peter in, in fact uh, uh, encouraged the believers to uh, be sober and vigilant to be alert be sober and vigilant that's exactly what it means to keep watch be sober be vigilant never stop, uh, uh, pressing in and pray. You need to be, your, your mind needs to be set on eternal things. It's very important. Shonda's asking, uh, can my prayers protect my husband if he's speaking death over himself almost daily? Also, if he's making comments out of fear of infertility, can I speak life believe to be pregnant outweigh those words of fear? Um, I believe you have control over your body Shonda and that your words of faith affect your body. So I don't believe that he's going to be able to steal from you what God promised you. You're a believer filled with faith, and, um, and I believe that you can speak life into your own body. Um, but I would continue to pray for your husband, no question about it. Be the one in your house that's full of faith, that's believing God for a turnaround and a change in your husband's life and his confession as well. I'm guessing that he's serving the Lord, but if he's not, believe that he's coming into the kingdom without question. What's a good storybook Bible? Allison's asking for ba- uh, babies and kids. You know, um, my cousin Adalis has put out great books that are that are picture Bible storybooks called the Mighty Series, um, which you can find. I think it's is it the yeah. is it something I don't like know. that? Google it's like MightySeries.com. Sure but I know will. that if you I know that if you'll go to revivaltoday.com, they'll have a link to those books. And I think she's done one on Esther and David and Goliath. Yeah. And there's one coming out.
0: Oh, I uh, believe on Daniel. On
1: Daniel soon. So those are really great for children. Um
0: I mean when you're talking about for babies,
1: yeah. I mean, there's just very... speak
0: just speak to them about Jesus. Let them know that yeah. Jesus loves them. You know, I'll have moms write me and they're like well, What kind of devotion time are we doing for my two-year-old? They're not going to sit still. You don't need a devotion time for your two-year-old. Just speak at their age speak to them about the things of God. Jesus loves you. He's good. He's a healer. You know, make points like that. And as they get older, with age will come difference in what they can do. You know, yeah. what I do as a devotion with Brooklyn, I don't do with Teddy at 3, you know, he'll come in and out of it. Like he'll listen for a second and then leave. But you know, you have to do it based on their age. For kids, um once they start reading, you know, at like seven and up, the the application Bible that I use for Maddie, she uses the Girls Life Application Study Bible. And that's that a that's a new living one that we, we really like. And they also make it for boys. And so they have little things in there and little spots where, you know, they can answer questions based on a topic that they're learning. And just it kind of keeps them... Involved mm-hmm. in not just reading the Bible, but going back and doing the work of what did I read?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Regina's saying, "What Bible does your dad use?" He uses either a King James version, or sometimes now he'll use the New King James version. Uh, I think one of his partner Bibles came out in a New King James version yeah. as well. So one of the, he'll use King James or New King James when he's when he's preaching um, every time. Those are great books by Norval Hayes. No. Angie said, um, a funny but not funny question. When you do something daring like bungee jumping, hot air balloon, tightrope walking, is that tempting God? It reminds me of when Jesus was being tempted by Satan, He responded to the devil, um, pushing my protection. Do you know an interesting thought about that, Angie? Is that <laughs> Lester Sumrall, the great missionary apostle, said that he would never risk his life except for the gospel's sake, that the only time in his life he would ever risk his life is for the sake of preaching the gospel. It was his belief that you shouldn't do foolish things that have danger inherently built into them uh, just for fun, you know, that your life is important. You know, they don't let... um, You think about heads of state. You think about the president they don't just let the president do crazy stuff. I mean, like, you know, they don't even let him go out without a, without his security detail. So, you know, it, you think about the fact you're an ambassador of Christ and there's a great purpose on your life. And uh, I'm not condemning people that like bungee jumping or hot air balloon type. I don't know who's doing tightrope walking. but <laughs> That's
0: why I was laughing because I was thinking, like, you know.
1: We're going to do something But the people
0: today. who are tightrope walking... And the circus is different than. Well, the, no, there's
1: people that do the daring ones. No, that's like, what from I'm building. saying. To no, that's what I was
0: saying. Is different than the ones that are like, I'm going to go from the highest building in New York to the other highest building in New York. I mean, yes. that's just no wisdom, you know, is what I'm thinking. But hey, at least in the circus, you have a, a net that's going to you catch you.
1: Thank fall. you, Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie put the website up for the kids, themightyseries.com. And you
0: fall down.
1: Yeah. When I get don't don't up, risk your life for no reason. We
0: fall down. hair uh,
1: <laughs> says that she was married to a Muslim man, and we were divorced. And I got saved. Is he still my husband? No, he's not. You divorced him. Um, or do I wait? Huh? Or I wait upon uh. God? To give, yes, wait for God to give you a spirit filled, yes. Christian man. And yes, um, yes, yes. And make sure that you you stay with him. No question. Superbook Super series. Book.
0: They've redone it. My nephew. Okay, so my nephew Alex. Um, does the Superbook series yeah. on YouTube. So if you, they also have a YouTube channel where they go and they do different topics. And my nephew is Alex Quinto, the really handsome, cute Italian one on there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he does the Superbook videos on YouTube. So they also have an app. I love Superbook. I grew up on Superbook. So when they redid Superbook, I was super excited that they redid Superbook. So we get all the Superbooks. And I think it's like $15 or $20 a month. And they send you three. So you can keep one, give one to your neighbor. I've brought a bunch to my church class because they give you three extra ones. But they have a great app. You can do the YouTube channel of Superbook and watch that. And you can also uh, get the videos of them. Absolutely. Actually, if anyone has Amazon Prime, Superbooks on there also. Oh, that's to cool. To watch the Superbook shows if you have Amazon Prime.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Did I see one right up here? Uh, Samson, if you'd like to be a part of Miracle Word University, go to miraclewordu.com and you can sign up without ever leaving Zambia. And you can be a part of it right from Zambia, and we'd love to have you as well. Um, that's funny, AJ. At Hits Home, I live in the South where simple things like starting a bonfire can be a life risk that's true that's true <laughs> that's very true. i've burned
0: like my eyelashes <laughs> and my eyebrows off once just starting the grill in virginia after church there's your
1: girl jody Dykes. yes i do remember that there's your girl jody <laughs> my Dikes arm here
0: whew, this side of my face
1: bad news so bad news bears <laughs> stuff
0: like and anything like that you don't have to go tightrope walking you can start a grill in a
1: very true and sad Catherine says, "I have a question. Can a Christian use cannabis oil for pain or sickness? Just wondering about this. That's a big deal right now. People wondered about cannabis oil, and I people am are running wondering really about smoking weed. And sorry,
0: there's a lot I of don't people don't know that what are... cannabis oil is. Well, it's like Iraq, they they, t-
1: they take the oil that's the same, you know, that's the same that's in like uh, marijuana and stuff. It's just a concentrated form of cannabis in an oil form." Then- <laughs> You didn't know that? people have never it for heard
0: medical. of cannabis oil before.
1: People use it for medical purposes and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of things that people could do. You know, there's Christians that smoke cigarettes. It's not good for you. You know what I mean? It's like it's destroying the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be Why very honest. Why we
0: just use the word of God? Why do we have to use weed oil and smoke weed for pain you know, and sickness? I don't
1: know. All of the things about I'll be very honest with you, I don't know much about cannabis oil or you know, even the, the medical effects of marijuana or anything like that. I don't do anything. Here, here's my stance on this. I number one, I don't do anything to destroy the temple of the Holy Spirit. But number two, I don't do anything that's going to put me in a position where I'm not sober or aware. I don't think anything, just gonna anything say that. that's weed, gonna change.
0: Weed alters how you act and how you think and decisions you make
1: yeah I'm not going to make I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do anything to my body I'm not going to drink I'm not going to uh, do any kind of a drug that it would destroy my body or alter my mental state uh, that's why I don't even personally I'm not talking to you I'm saying for me personally that's why I don't like prescription medications and that I would never want to be on them I don't want anything in my body that's going to alter my mood, alter my mental state, any of that. I want to be sober and ready for the Lord to use me. At any particular time. I know people are at different levels of Watch.
0: Watch and pray. Be alert. You can't be alert when you're high on the couch with the munchies.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Oscar has a really great question. What's one thing you would do different coming straight out of Bible college? Uh, I'll tell you one thing I would have done differently. I would have spent more time praying and more time fasting and studying God's word straight out of Bible school, I would have spent more time. Uh, you know, the hour a day of prayer, the the, the time of fasting, the time of uh, uh, get really diving deeply into God's word. I would have spent more time and listening to preaching. I would have listened to way more. I mean, YouTube was not out. There was no YouTube when I got out of Bible school. Um, YouTube did not exist until two thousand and six. And so I got out of Bible school in 2002, but I would have spent more time with CDs, tapes. Um, what? what I, <laughs> tapes? <laughs> I would have, that's what I had back then. When um, we
0: moved into this place, uh, some of the guys that were helping from church had a box of some of your VHSs mm-hmm. of like Hagen and stuff. And I think it was uh, Genya was like, do you know what that is? He didn't even know what a VHS was. I was like, oh, man.
1: Yep. I would have done that Oscar. We're old. I would, I would have definitely <laughs> done that.
0: I don't think he was saying it was weed. I think he said it came from weed. but
1: Cannabis. It, it's, just, it's the it's concentrated it's like, form of the oil from like the plant. It's like
0: cold brew from coffee.
1: <laughs> that's why I said I don't, I don't know much about it. And that's why I'm not making a call do, on that do personally. Do people
0: use it like essential oils?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never even researched it, but I don't. My my stance is, I don't want anything going into my body that's going to change me, that's going to harm my body, or that's going to change my perception or my mindset. Also, um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yes,
1: sir. Susan says it's over the counter and non narcotic. Well, there you go. Well, then There you go. Is
0: it the new like essential oil? Okay, that's out.
1: I don't know anything about it, and I'm being very open with you. Oh, good. I don't know.
0: But you never said it made you high. No,
1: I didn't. I'm just saying I don't want anything. He said it's a
0: concentrate that comes from marijuana. Is that right? Somebody say it's right.
1: Yeah. All right. We're gonna get
0: this out on the table, (laughs) the imaginary table. you're making me escalate my voice.
1: Lisa said, "THC oil is is weed and will alter your state of mind. CBD oil it, it rubs in, has no mind altering ability. It's not the That's same fine. as smoking weed."
0: You, you said this.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it.
0: Everybody, he said it was concentrate from weed and
1: exercising and eating right. That's exactly right.
0: <laughs> he did not say you smoke
1: oil. <laughs> smoking them oils. You smoking them oils? <laughs> VHS. Okay. People are all up on the C B D oil. They know what's up. Well. They know about that C B D.
0: Yes, I give me, better. Give me Google. some of that C B D I better Google after this.
1: <laughs> I don't uh, I don't want anything in my body that'll harm it. it make you smell
0: like weed when you <laughs> rub it
1: on you or that's going to alter my state of mind my ability to be alert sober like, and vigilant
0: Carolyn smells high no it's just my CBD oil I rubbed on the palms of my feet True to story. make my me hu- feel better
1: Jody said my hubby thought the store near a CBD store was a Christian bookstore glad we informed him <laughs> Dan's in there just like where's the books at where are y'all books all I got is CBD oil <laughs> Zekos wants to know, should a Christian take vitamin pills? I don't think there's anything wrong with taking vitamins, vitamins. Are God just created. Natural,
0: them. you know, vitamin C, B, things like that. It's all stuff we need. Potassium. <laughs> CBD Christian
1: oil. book distributors. <laughs> God created vitamins. It's just a concentrated form that, that you'd find in your foods or whatever.
0: People put C B D oil in their <laughs> in their essential oil and then their whole house smells like pie.
1: Oh Lord. Even Monster drinks, like I. Sorry,
0: cut, guys. Tammy, about that's the, the thing. CBD oil. Y- you're
1: right. I cut out Red Bull. I cut out all that stuff. Like you know, it, 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 it tastes good. I'll be honest with you. It tastes good. It is not good for you. I don't care what they say. Carolyn's looking at me in surprise. She's looking at me in complete and utter surprise. It's not good for you. I don't care how much B12 is in it. Just what? take B12. Wait.
0: Why am I, you think I'm looking at you in surprise. I don't drink that stuff. No,
1: no, because you're like, I can't believe he's saying it's unhealthy. Oh,
0: yeah. He, he used mm-hmm. to drink the, what was the it? The yellow one. No, no, no. Not oh, not just Red Bull. Rockstar. Rockstar. I used to crush those They used to buy, energies. at where the church he worked at in Virginia uh, from Sam's Club. And I'd be like, oh my.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's not, it's not good. Thank you, Deborah. Yes, I know you're talking about the pills. Vitamin pills. Taking vitamins. I don't think there's anything wrong with it.
0: Some of it's trash. Just figure out which ones are the, the real vitamins, you know.
1: We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us, man. We love you. And uh, we're going we're gonna to start uh, start doing these more often. I, I, I really enjoy doing the question and answer Friday sessions. Um, I love to hear from you guys. Plus, it also shows us some of the things that... Um, thank you that's what i've
0: been saying we don't need all this other oil
1: dad uses the anointing oil that's what we took in i remember when maddie was in the hospital i came home yes cooking oil went straight back to the hospital anointed her head grab
0: the anointing oil we do that anytime that's right we've been on trips and the kids start to feel bad what do i say
1: pull the anointing oil let's get
0: the oil nobody's getting sick
1: that's right jesus name that's what the bible tells us to do is there any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church who will anoint them with oil? and the prayer, faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. Chad LaValle is drinking a twenty ounce Red Bull right now. Shame on you, Chad. On a nine hour road trip. That is not feeling, healthy for your body. Feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit coming through his phone right now. I don't now. know. He
0: might not feel the He's conviction. Is the that a conviction emoji faith?
1: That's right. A merry heart. Yes, it is. That's a conviction emoji. <laughs> oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> a merry heart does good like a medicine. Stay in joy. We did two broadcasts on that this week on the power of joy.
0: That cracked me up. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Bible. Bible.
1: That's right. That's
0: where you find. That's where you find <laughs> Who said it?
1: The Bible. Dad said crude oil works too. If you want to get some crude oil.
0: <laughs> I don't know what any of these oils are. I don't know. I know oil for crude your car. Oil is actual oil. Oh yeah. Okay. I know olive oil. I know.
1: <laughs> I know Rachel oil for your hers car. in her purse.
0: Yeah. So you know, I need. to... Um. I, I just I'm not up on <laughs> I my have, oils apparently. I know
1: um, Carolyn's got a podcast dropping today on, uh, dealing with the, the fear that comes against moms. Um, Mindy, Mindy to know, seriously, oil, extra virgin Listen, olive oil. I like extra virgin olive oil. You I don't hate know anything co-
0: about coconut oil. I
1: hate coconut everything. Unless it's a Mounds Bar or an Almond Joy. I hate coconut chicken, <laughs> coconut shrimp. If it's a real coconut, I'll eat really it. I
0: really like coconut shrimp. I don't like them. You'll eat coconut? Mm-hmm,
1: but not on shrimp. No, that's great. You like
0: coconut and drinks, like juices and stuff. Yeah.
1: I like it when it's supposed to be sweet, not when they try to throw it on salty stuff. Uh, Don't like it. mm -hmm. Keep the sweet, sweet. Keep the salty, salty. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) She's dropping that podcast today. I love you guys so much. I can't speak for Carolyn on whether or not she loves you, but I'm guessing she does. I'll look up the
0: ingredients, but I am just not an oil gal. Sorry, guys.
1: Listen, guys, we want to remind you one more time.
0: Except for cooking.
1: Every person that's sewing this month with us, $100 or more, we're sending you this book made out to you, signed to you and your family from me and Carolyn to say we love you. <laughs> I am not involved in this book deal. Put your hand on the side of this book. No. Put it on that book. Touch it. Touch it.
0: Well, Jenna's touching it too, so it might as well be yeah. from three And of from us. Jenna.
1: We're going to send it to you to tell you that we love you. Uh, very much and appreciate you. Those of you that are standing with us as partners, what we call our miracle word, mighty men and women. We love you very much and appreciate you sowing seeds. If you'd like to sow one, you're on uh, Facebook. You can put hashtag donate, in the comments section, if you're watching on YouTube or Periscope, you can go to miracleword.com and so right there on the give page. If you prefer, look at Tim, Pastor Tim gives that cheesecake with potato chips and chocolate sauce.
0: That just makes me uh, want to
1: throw up. If you're all, if you, if you would like to give by PayPal, our PayPal email address is info@miracleword.com. But and Jen is fired. And if you like to use the Cash App, it's dollar sign Miracle Word. If you'd like to use that. I'm liking the Cash App more and more. It's my favorite over PayPal and over everything else. Yeah, I like it.
0: I quickly just send people money.
1: It's yeah, it's the best. Or
0: give. I mean, I like just to. The way to go. I like
1: to use it for everything. I, I'm waiting for our church to receive it. I can pay my tithes and my offerings. Hey, late. If you got out. all
0: the other apps to buy stuff at a one touch finger like Amazon, wow, you get it on there to give to the Lord.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love giving that way. PayPal. And Apple Pay. I like. I, I wish churches would accept Apple Pay.
0: That'd be cool if they had like they little do kiosks around. They do have they, it. They do. Yeah. Oh. Well, you there are churches
1: like... that do it. Yeah. No, you can you can do it with your with your little pop pop and little read your face mark of the beast. We love you guys. Yeah. Cash. Not the Cash App, Danielle. Cash App. Okay. She
0: didn't mention No.
1: She corrected me. She's like, I've never heard the Cash App
0: oh leave it to Daniel uh, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs>
1: Daniel old Daniel, Daniel over there.
0: leave it to Danielle they'll give it to us that's while we're on idea. our podcast that's our a good broadcast.
1: idea Jenna should start a podcast about how to stay fired and still make money
0: <laughs> I know right Jenna you need to uh, get on it.
1: it jump on it Jenna jump on it we Jenna love you Pooh-Bear. guys have a
0: great weekend and Ted will be back with you Monday
1: maybe I don't think I will why? I don't think I will. We'll see. You
0: love the people.
1: I love the people.
0: You love the. We'll people. see about it.
1: I'm not sure if I will go live next week. Let's see. Let's see how much you really miss me. Now I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you guys. We may or may not be live Monday.
0: No, I won't. I'm home teaching <laughs> the
1: kids. I'll be in Hobart, Indiana. You're going to be
0: in Indiana.
1: Check out all the details at miracleword.com on the schedule page, this week. Whoop, whoop. and um, you'll see where I'll be in Evansville and Hobart, Indiana. Love to see you guys there. Have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging with us. I'll talk to you very soon.
0: Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.